American listeners, happy Thanksgiving. That was yesterday. Today is Black Friday, so I hope you're out shopping and standing in line to get those deals that you could get while you're online at home, you know? Um, That being said, let's talk about something you sat at for a long time yesterday. Let's talk about the table. Welcome to Kingdom Speak with Pastor Daniel McKillop. Do we actually have a CD in the studio? Yeah. <laughs> How did that Hold happen? it up for the people who've never seen one before. Yeah. Look at that. A wow. CD. That right there is like... It is Grampy McKillop's testimony, December 25th, 2001. <sighs> 2001. Oh, yeah. yeah, I was six. Welcome in, everyone, to the studio. Oh, yes. Let me not forget. Hey, producer, let's go. Give me a, give my camera a shot here. Let's go. Oh, go, go, go. Thank you. Um, See, I could do everything today. It's really tough. (laughs) This is your last chance to hear us talk about Brown's Bible's giveaway that is uh, currently online with us and Brown's Bible's. So if you haven't heard, Brown's Bible's donated this custom calfskin apostolic study Bible fully custom. I thought you said it was goat skin. No, I said it, and then I was corrected. It's not goat skin. (laughs) Yes. Calfskin. And there's a big difference. Yes. So we don't want to do any false advertising. They gave no, it to us. Right. No, basically, no goats were harmed in the process of this, That's right. making yes. this Bible. Yes. Right. yes. Ethically sourced yes. calfskin. Calf skin. <laughs> 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 if you ask the goats, yes. it's ethically yes. sourced. Yes. Um, so they gave us this Eat Bible. more goat. <laughs> and guess what? We said, you know what? You gave it to us. We're going to give it to somebody. So if you haven't seen, get on our social media feeds, and we have posts about this Brown's Bible giveaway. If you're not on social media and you're listening right now and you're like, I wish they would show us some love out here, head over to kingdomspeak.ca, log into the member section. You don't just get on the site. There's, you, we're going to make you do something, right? So log into the member section. If you're not a Kingdom Speaker, you got to join. And find on our forum, there was a post about this. Uh, leave us a comment on that forum post. And we will enter your name into the giant hat, which the hat's getting bigger every day. And you'll get an extra chance if you tell somebody else to go. There you go. To the website. That's right. Get him in. And tell them when they comment to put well, your name in there. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yep. So this is a yep. beautiful Bible full of it is beautiful. the words of life with lots of yap. Hey, we got comments on yeah. that. Did yeah. you see yeah, that? Yeah, I did see that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we're yapping about the Forward yap. Forward talk. Oh, we yap. got your yap. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's enough yap about the yap. <laughs> I will move on and yap about other things. So it's not a goat yap. No, it's a calf yap. It's a calf yap. Calf yap. Yeah. It's a, you know, and Brown's Bible is going to be like, these guys are totally trashing my Bible right now. <laughs> I'm never giving those guys another Bible. So brownsbibles.com. Yeah, they're awesome. Uh, and we want to help them out by sharing information about that Bible, and they do great work. So go check them out. November 30th, we will give this away. Are you thankful for that? I'm very thankful for that. Man, what a Thanksgiving it has been in Canada. It just felt like another <sighs> normal day, if you ask me. Exactly. <laughs> kind of, I kind of wonder what it took so long for them to, they need to catch be up. thankful. Right. We were thankful clear back in October. 
We've yeah. Been th- we've been thankful for a while. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's right. But that's Canadians for you. When always, is the last time always you one guys, step ahead. <laughs> on that discussion, and this is also not in the show notes, but when is the last was time? Was any of those you, other stuff in the show notes? <laughs> you've um, actually physically went Black Friday shopping. I was thinking about this. Oh, my goodness. Well, it would have been when I was waiting in line at Staples for a computer. Was that it? Yeah. Probably. All right. I so, think the last time, so this this is well on the other side of COVID. Mm-hmm. Uh, we went to uh, Pastor Townley's in mm-hmm. Brewer mm-hmm. for Thanksgiving. They invited mm-hmm. us. <coughs> How many years ago was that? Yeah. You know, I've never been invited down there for Thanksgiving. Well, I haven't. Well. I have not. Wow. Thanks for the invitation. Wow. It's Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah. That's not turkeys. Turkey yeah. crickets. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. It's that time of the year. Uh, yeah. Yes. And and he said, do you want to go? I said, no, I don't want to go. <laughs> no. But we, we all boarded up. Mm-hmm. This is like at midnight or something? Yeah. Yeah. And just drove around and looked at everybody else freezing to death in lines that wrapped around stuff like Walmart. Mm-hmm. Man. Walmart. Yep. Yeah. Yep, I don't do that. So stuff. I guess that's probably the last time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nah. Yeah, it's not a thing anymore. You can Cyber just, Monday. So yeah, stay at home, wait till Monday, buy it online. Right? The other thing is, is all of the emails are blatant lies. Oh, yeah. This is your last opportunity. Yeah, you'll get mm-hmm. one tomorrow. It'll never happen again, and you get tomorrow. Yeah. This is the best sale of the year. Oh, we and we decided to extend it one more day. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. And you know, in those social media queues, they have the Cyber Monday stuff that's already in, ready to come out. Oh, for sure they do. It's like, I'm not clicking on this stuff. I'm yeah. waiting. Yeah. Right? You know. Yeah. Anyways, happy Thanksgiving to all you American listeners and the rest of the world. We're just moving on, you know. Yeah. Well, like before we move on, I do think we should have just a word of silence for the roughly 46 million turkeys that'll be slaughtered that have been. Slaughtered. Yeah, they were already they're being slaughtered for next six million. It's north of 46 million. Yeah, I do think we need to have a moment of silence. Yeah. Okay, let's move on. <laughs> okay. Oh, chicken. <laughs> what do they do at Chick-fil-A? Eat more chicken. Eat more, Eat more chicken. chicken. <laughs> Last week on the podcast, we had a tremendous guest who, uh, when we ended the show, like you do with other people, you're like, hey, let us know if you liked uh, the episode today. And man, it lit up. It lit up. So... Huh. I just wanted to leave a few comments if you haven't been on our YouTube and checked it out. Uh, just what a few of the audience was saying. So Katrina says this, you absolutely need to have Pastor Ben Weeks back. Great guest, very engaging. More people need to hear from such a wise man. Gina said, we certainly need another episode. Uh, Gabriel says, awesome podcast full of Bible bombs. Appreciate you all and would love to see Pastor Weeks back for some more sharpening, God bless. Uh, there was another one that said, wow, I never cease to be amazed or enlightened by God's word through the teachings of Pastor Weeks. Those truth bombs are a sure method to help us through the process. Thank you for inviting him. It was very good. Uh, one more that I wanted to read 
was our buddy Florent. Oh, from, from Europe. Yeah. Yeah. Left is his, that Norway? Norway. This is last. Oh, where's name. Where's he? And where's he live? Oh man, thought it was Norway, Sweden, somewhere there, somewhere there on the map. Some sorry, Florent. Yes, uh, let you us know. know. You know, you yes. know how that goes. <laughs> yes. Amazing and revelatory episode is Pastor Week's teaching material available for purchase somewhere. Well, you know what? When we have him back on, yeah, right, yeah, and. He's actually doing some work on some stuff. That's right. That's I, all. But the, ah. We can't talk about it right now. Ah, where's the crickets? Oh. We need those. Yes, they're yeah. back. Yes. So let me just say that we talked to Pastor Weeks about that very thing. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he'll be back uh, because we will just force him to come back on the show, and that's how it'll work. So, yeah. Yep. So exactly. We will say amen to all of you Kingdom Speakers who left us comments on our YouTube channel, and thank you for listening very much. Oh, guess what? Lesson one, push the you button. should turn up the volume when you push the amen button. How about that? So let's try take two on let's say amen. You know, I listen to a podcast. Producer Randy listens to the podcast where he does this, and he'll be like, take two. But he just records it all. (laughs) They never (laughs) take anything out. Yeah. So take three on the amen button for uh, Kingdom Speak. Uh, Again, thank you for listening and commenting on uh, Pastor Ben Weeks from defeat to destiny. We will say amen to all of you. Hallelujah! All right. So it took us all of that to get into today's episode. And I think this is cool that we're going to be talking about tables today. Uh, On Thanksgiving. Are you going to try to guilt trip? Is that where you're going? Are you going to talk about how it's a sin to eat too much or you're not going there? Nah. No. Nah. Good. Nah. You're good. okay. Okay, we're good today. You're okay. Why don't you set it up by reading our text, mm. Matthew mm-hmm. chapter 14. And the setting of this mm-hmm. is Herod is having a feast. And John had been imprisoned because Herod's wife wasn't fond of, of John calling her out all the time. Have, have you ever noticed um, that Herodias... For, for me to know is not ever referred to as Herod's wife, but always well, well. his yeah. brother Philip's wife. John never, <sighs> yeah. For some reason, that was that became a sore spot with Herodias. <laughs> you don't say. <laughs> Leave Philip out of my life. <laughs> That's very interesting. I have not noticed that. Okay, so John wouldn't leave it alone. Mm-hmm. As a preacher of repentance. Mm-hmm. He says, it's not lawful for you to have her. Herod wanted to kill John, but was afraid of the people because they considered him a prophet. Mm-hmm. So on the birthday, they have this big bash. Mm-hmm. It's known in one of the Synoptic Gospels as a convenient day. Mm-hmm. And after the dance, he looks at his daughter and says, hey, what could I do for you? 
Herod, right. for Herodias' yep. daughter. Mm-hmm. And go, go ahead and pick that up there. Prompted in verse yep. 8. Verse 8, prompted by, we're in Matthew 14, by the way. Verse 8, prompted by her mother, she said, Give me here on a platter the head of John the Baptist. The king was distressed, but because of his oaths and his dinner guests, he ordered that her request be granted. So that's what we're going to talk about today. I want you to notice this. Because of his oaths and his dinner guests, All right. he, he ordered ordered that her request. request be granted. Be granted. Okay. And the rest is history. And the rest is history. Yeah. This opens up a conversation that, that I feel we need to have about the importance uh, of the table. All right. Not just in the sense of a piece of, of furniture, but from the standpoint of the importance that the table plays and the role that it plays in the family, in kingdoms, um, and in the ultimate outcome of lives. The table's not just important, but who's sitting at the table Mm -hmm. is important. So what we pick up from this is that Herodias had a hate on for John. Herod loved John, but was in this love-hate relationship with him. That's right. He would travel out to hear him. Yeah, when he says good stuff, we're awesome. Then he'd say that <laughs> stuff, uh. <laughs> and 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 it was just problematic. So at Herodias's bidding, he throws John in prison in an attempt to control the messenger. Uh, he thought that he could stop the message. And that's that's an interesting hmm. conversation for a later date. Uh, you can you can you can control a messenger, but you'll never stop the message. Yeah. Mm. Because interestingly, from that moment that John was incarcerated, Jesus began preaching John's message. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Spread even the The more. The message will go on. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, But there was a convenient moment that arose, and now you have Herod forced to make a decision and keep an oath Mm -hmm. because of his dinner guests. So who you have at your table, mm-hmm. it, it, it's, it's, it's important because you don't want the guests at your table to, to have the, the amount of influence. If I invite you to the table, mm-hmm. I am giving you influence. Mm-hmm. And so every one of us sitting at this table right now have... And, and, and some of us have more control than others because I don't know if anybody notices, but I have no buttons or knobs <laughs> on my side of the table. <laughs> no. I, I can't turn a camera on or off. I, <laughs> I can't turn a mic on or off. In this setting, mm-hmm. there's something about the table that puts everybody on an equal, mm-hmm. an equal playing field. Okay? And so... This discussion of tables, tables are God's idea, and we first see them being uh, constructed as mm-hmm. part of the furniture of the tabernacle. 
That's true. That's right. The tabernacle is this redemptive system and structure that is mm-hmm. comprised of altars, of incense, lavers, sacrificial altars, right. uh, candelabras, mm-hmm. right? And in the design is a table. And in the design is a table. Mm-hmm. It's on the 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 it's on the inner court side of the veil that separates mm-hmm. uh, everyone from the holiest of holies, mm-hmm. and it's there before the veil, and upon the table is the bread of the presence of God, mm-hmm. and it is supposed to be there continually. Now God could have used whatever furniture He wanted to. It's His it's His show. He could have used a stool. He could have hung a hook there and put bread in the bag. Yeah. Could have done whatever he wanted We're to do. We're just going to have loaves hover here. Yeah. yeah. Well, then, that, <laughs> then there's that. I mean, he he's fully in control of bread. Mm. He can rain it if he wants. That's right. Right? So, but he chose that a part of the redemptive process is bread on a table. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's very, very good. Very okay. well it's not mm-hmm. just blood and the application of blood, mm-hmm. but it's also bread on the table. Bread on the table. Mm-hmm. It's very much a part of the process, and the table should never, ever not have bread on it. That's right. And the priest would serve mm-hmm. at the table. Mm-hmm. As we've already said, there is something about the table. The table is a plane Yes. It's a leveling plane. Mm-hmm. So statures, when you're standing, mm-hmm. by nature, some people are higher than others. Okay? When you're at a table, you have to bring something to the table mm-hmm. to begin to remove yourself from the pack. We're sitting here having a conversation right now, mm-hmm. and I will not emerge as the controller of the conversation mm-hmm. because of my natural height, mm-hmm. but I have to bring to the table something. That's right. We are all sitting here. I've had this, I've had this discussion uh, a number of times where I meet somebody that we've never met in person before, but they've seen us on this show and they automatically comment. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize you were as tall as you are. <laughs> uh, right? Yeah. Why? Because you're at a table. Because I'm mm. at a table. Mm-hmm. There's something about a table that brings us all to the same level. Mm-hmm. Okay? There's no big eyes or little U's. And if we could zoom out and make a very practical application on this, this thing called fellowship that happens at a table mm-hmm. is, is where intimacy begins. It's where influence yeah. is, is, is shared. Okay? So... Herod clearly found himself in a position where if those guests weren't there, mm-hmm. he might very well have backed out of that oath. Oh, yeah. I think you could make that argument easily. But because of who was at the table, yes, mm-hmm. I, I can't let her call my hand on this. You don't want anybody at the table that wants the head of your John the Baptist. Yeah, and I would... Also further verify that by saying the opposite is true, that have you not, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Have you not prevented yourself from saying certain things because of people who were at the table? (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> no, actually, no. Well, no. Well, can you explain what you mean? I'm not sure what you mean. There. There's a pro tip for the audience today. <laughs> yeah. I'm convinced. Let's just jump in the deep end of this discussion right now. If we could control what is said around tables, we could solve about 99% of the problem. Oh, my well, Lord. Sila. Mm -hmm. What is said around tables? It's not just appetites that are revealed at tables. <laughs> oh, man. Right? No way. <clears throat> yeah. So it's not just what we eat. Sometimes it's who who we eat. Yes. At the table. Amen. Mm -hmm. Okay? Mm -hmm. And so the church, as the New Testament, all right, the tabernacle was known as the church in the wilderness. So the New Testament church, the table plays that central role mm -hmm. of promoting and sustaining redemption. It's not just blood. It's the table of his presence. And what we don't want to happen is everybody who's sitting at the table going, well, I'm of Paul, and I'm of Apollos, and I'm of this. And, I'm, and, and, and the church becomes this cacophony of a number of different tables, mm -hmm. right? There was only one table in the tabernacle, mm -hmm. and it was the table of shewbread. And everybody's welcome at that table. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't matter your pedigree. It doesn't matter your background. It doesn't matter your academic status. It doesn't matter your economic status. You are welcome at the table. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Tables are so polarizing, though, that you can read Paul admonishing Corinth and saying, now, look, you, you can't eat at the table of devils. And be partakers. And then come back and eat at the table of the Lord. That's right. This is a one-table kingdom. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think that's probably why Jesus was so enraged when he went into the temple that day. And he saw tables. Too many. Mm -hmm. There's too many here. Mm -hmm. You're over here pushing this agenda, and you're over here pushing this agenda, and you're over here doing this. And he came in and knocked them all over and said, this is supposed to be a church of one table. We, we, we don't need multiple tables where if you're of this status, you can eat here, and if you're of this status, you can eat here. The table is that element that's supposed to bring us all to a level mm -hmm. plane where we commune with each other. And this has everything to do with redemption. Mm -hmm. Okay? Mm -hmm. This is put on display in the story of David, Saul, and Jonathan. Mm -hmm. Okay? So David is picking up that Saul is not his biggest fan. Yeah, Saul, much like Herod with John the Baptist, had a love-hate relationship with David mm -hmm. to the point that he loved David when he needed someone to lead someone into battle, lead Israel into battle when he wasn't going to do it. Sure, yeah. But he hated David when David returned from battle with the victory, and all the women were singing his praises. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He had this on-off love-hate relationship 
with David. And David began to pick up the poetic imbalance of that love-hate relationship. And hate began to be the governing emotion Mm -hmm. that Saul had towards David. He despised the anointing that David had on his life. Uh, And so Saul was in this vicious cycle that the unanointed often find themselves in mm-hmm. where there's torment and mm-hmm. and it's it's just they can't break free mm-hmm. from it. So he would thank God for David when David would play that evil spirit off of him. But yet he would hate him mm-hmm. in the same in the same moment. And so so throughout this process Jonathan begins building a relationship with David. And their souls were knit together. Jonathan recognized the same thing in David that Saul recognized in David, except Jonathan was willing to put his personal ambition on the back burner Mm. and say, if God's anointed this man to be the next king, it's fine with me. Here, David, here's my girdle. Here's my sword. Here's my cloak. I trust you. They had that kind of a relationship. Would would to God Saul would have picked up on some of this, man. Last last week's last week's episode, yeah, with, man, with Pastor Weeks on on the role Saul played mm-hmm. in making David who he was. Mm-hmm. Wow, wow, phenomenal. So so David is picking up that you know what I think Saul's looking for a convenient time for me in the same way that. Herodias was looking for that yeah. convenient time to kill the anointed one, which was John the Baptist. Now he is picking up Saul is looking for a convenient moment yep. to take me out. I've dodged the javelins, but I don't want to push my luck. Mm-hmm. Jonathan's over here going, I don't want, I don't want you to overreact, David. I don't think it's I don't think it's that big of a deal. And David said, let's put it to the test. Yeah. You know that your dad's calling a feast. And so this is what we're going to do. I'm not going to come to the table. Mm -hmm. I am not going to tell him that I'm not coming to the table. There are certain protocols that, that, and, and I'm sure you've noticed this, if you ever see a presidential banquet or, or some formalized gala, and they're they're all mm-hmm. there's no empty spots at tables. Every seat is filled. We even read this in the New Testament, where the master of the feast said, "Man, go go compel them to come in because we want the house to be full, full." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So there's a protocol there. That's why this RSVP thing mm-hmm. is. Let me know if you're not going to be there. You notice David didn't do that. David didn't tell Saul that he wasn't coming because David knew something about that setting. Mm -hmm. I want to know how Saul really feels and oftentimes how people really feel comes out at the table. That's right. He'll be comfortable. He'll be sitting there eating with his buddies. Right. So day one passes, Saul never says anything. Day two, and Saul goes, Jonathan, where's David? Yeah. And Jonathan recites Mm -hmm. the rehearsed lines and says, David was called to a a meeting at home, and he's not going to be with us. 
and Saul was enraged. That's right. And how Saul truly felt began to spew forth while he is seated at the table. All over an empty place at the table. Mm-hmm. And Jonathan comes out and he communicates to David mm-hmm. with the shooting of the arrow. Here's a reference to another episode that was so good with Pastor James Townley. Mm-hmm. That the servant didn't know the significance no, of that moment. But David picks up the arrows are beyond me. Wow. So David knows the true emotion came out. Saul would have killed me if I'd have been at that table. That's right. Okay. I am no longer welcome at that table anymore. I'm shoved out. I'm marginalized. Mm -hmm. I'm a threat. So now he had nowhere to go. Pushed away from one table. Forced him to run to another table. Mm-hmm. And when one table pushes you out, there is always one table that will never do that. Mm-hmm. And he went to the temple and said, I'm famished. I'm hungry. Got nowhere to go. That's right. I'm not allowed at Saul's table anymore. Mm-hmm. David, you may not be welcomed at Saul's table, but mm-hmm. you're always welcomed at the table of the Lord. Mm-hmm. And the priest goes and gets the bread of his presence off of the table. And he brings it to David. How many times have we seen that throughout the history mm-hmm. of this church? Whereas one door shuts, there's something about the table of the Lord that is always open. The poor are welcome there. The handicapped are welcome there. It doesn't matter who. It doesn't matter if your family's pushed you away from from their table, you are welcome at the table of the Lord. Mm-hmm. And man, the, whoever made the bread that day, just a mundane task, right? Yes. That temple. Yes. And lo and behold, David shows up. Oh. <laughs> You'll be so glad you did your job that day. <laughs> mm-hmm. David, is, David is caught in this moment, and this is a riveting moment. You know very well that this, this governs everything in David's life from this moment, to be banished from that table, the king's table, mm-hmm. to not be welcome at the king's table anymore? Whoa. Mm-hmm. At that table, kingdoms literally were colliding, and it happens at a lot of tables. Just ask Haman. Esther invites the plot maker, to the table. Yes, she did. For the confrontation. And it's at the table that the king finds out that Haman's been trying to kill Esther and, and her people. And it swings at that moment. So you have to, you have to understand the significance of all, the, all this that is going on at the table. And in your pursuit of being everything that God wants you to be, it may require that you leave some tables and mm-hmm. join other tables. Mm-hmm. And it for sure will require that there are some guests that you don't have at the table. Mm-hmm. Or else you'll find yourself in the very position that Herod was in 
I find it so phenomenal in that story, which the whole episode is not about that, but with the story of Queen Esther. I don't know about you guys, but a lot of people, probably myself included, if I got to make a pitch to the king, I don't think I would invite Haman. <laughs> you don't think so? <laughs> not, not considering he's the key factor? But when you know the whole story, mm. if you have Haman at the table, then... The king has the ability to look at him and say, <laughs> if you wouldn't have invited him, you know. It's well, and notice, and notice this from Haman's perspective. Think how fast things went yes. from one end of the emotional spectrum to the other He's at the table. Feeling good, man. Oh, man, I'm, I'm dining with the queen. <laughs> oh, man. So he went from being fed by her to being killed by her. Mm -hmm. And it all happened. It swung. It swung at the table. And then there's the Esther side of that story even before that where it's, you know, I have something to ask you, but let's just eat. Let's just sit down. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? Let's eat again. Yes. <laughs> you know, let's just. I'm not here to ask something of someone that I've never fed. That's right. That's right. I will put something into this before I ask you to put something into me. That's right. Yeah. Phenomenal story. Yeah. Phenomenal story. I think we see, we see this, the impact that this moment of David being ejected from Saul's table, mm -hmm. we see the impact that it had on David's life through the Psalms that he wrote. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, he said in Psalm 69, let their table become a snare yep. before them. Mm -hmm. He knew. He knew the role that the table played even with the enemy. That is why he would say in Psalms 23, mm -hmm. the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. Leadeth me beside still waters. He restoreth my soul. Leadeth me yeah. in the paths of righteousness. Yeah. Either I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will feel no evil for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Verse 5, thou preparest a table before me ah. in the presence of mine enemies. I'm not sure exactly the timeline of when that was written, but could it be that he's reminiscing at that moment mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that when my enemies right. were chasing right. me mm -hmm. down, Mm -hmm. yep. I mean, I was running like a rabid dog. You prepared a table before me. Yeah, our... In the presence of my enemy. Or if you flip it and you think of the opposite. If he wrote this before, then he says, you know what? If he kicks me away from the table... God will set me another one. table. <laughs> right? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. That's why... He would say, when he write, writes in Psalm 78, and he's, he's citing historically mm -hmm. what Israel said in their wandering through the wilderness. Mm -hmm. Can God furnish a table in the wilderness? <laughs> uh, you better believe uh, it. Yeah. What do you think? That's rhetorical. <laughs> <laughs> Seen him do it before. That's he's, right. he's done it for me. Mm-hmm. I you know, think, that would make a good song. Side note there, but you could you could probably make a song out of that scripture, producer Randy. <laughs> you want me to try? Can God live? furnish a table? 
Can God furnish a table? Can God furnish a table? Oh, yes, he can. There we go. Oh, the backstories to this stuff. If you know, you know. We got to do subscriber content so we can be a little more. Yeah. Okay, so we can't we can't close this chapter on the impact that this moment had on David without having the discussion that's covered in 2 Samuel chapter 9 now that David's king. Second mm-hmm. Samuel 9 verse 7 says, And David said unto him, Fear not, for I will surely show thee kindness for Jonathan thy father's sake and will restore thee all the land of Saul thy father. This is Mephibosheth. Yeah, the one we always go to when we talk about tables. That's right. Right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So here is the handicapped offspring of Jonathan David's friend. And what does he say? And thou shalt eat bread at my table continually. Oh. Mm-hmm. He is looking at a man that does not deserve to eat at that table. That's right. He's handicapped. He has no... He, he's, he's got no inheritance there. But David remembers what it's like. Mm-hmm. Quite likely, it's the same table that he is inviting Mephibosheth to, that he got kicked away from Mm -hmm. when Saul was the king. Mm -hmm. And he wants Mephibosheth to know, you'll never limp bad enough to be kicked away from this table. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You will never perform lackluster enough that I will chase you from this table. You, in your present condition, will pull up to this table, and this table will always be open to you, and you'll eat bread here continually. Mm-hmm. I've never thought that that could have been, yeah, the same table, the same dining hall. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know that David, David had memories of that palace. I dodged a javelin here. Yeah. <laughs> right? I tried on Saul's armor here, and it didn't fit. He spent a lot of time in that palace before he was king. Mephibosheth, mm-hmm. you'll always be welcome here. Mm-hmm. I think there's another example of this before we, we, we wrap it up, and that's with... I want to ask you before, before yeah. we go there. So to make this a little more practical for the audience, because you know we're we're talking, obviously in stories and metaphorically, do you think we do you think we shy away too many times from having people at our tables, or do you think you know what what's the message you want to get to the audience here? Is it you know obviously consider the significance of the table and who you have at the table and who you don't? Yeah, right. Highlight the importance of fellowship. Yeah. Because I think this is central to uh, the furthering of the kingdom. Mm -hmm. Kingdom business happens at tables. Hmm. 
So and it doesn't just happen in pulpits or no, exactly, right? exactly. Mm-hmm. So that is why, uh, and, and we may, it, it's fine to talk about it now. Mm-hmm. That is why when you get to Acts the second chapter, mm-hmm. you don't just read that we need to repent of our sin. And we yeah. need to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sin. Yeah. And that we are infilled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. Yeah, there's another. But key. you read. Mm-hmm. Okay, we only get one account of the formula for salvation. Mm-hmm. Death, burial, resurrection, repentance, baptism in Jesus' name, and then filling of the Holy Ghost. But from verse 39 down, we get multiple accounts of, and they went. From house to house, mm-hmm. breaking bread, having fellowship. Mm-hmm. So, in order to preserve what death, burial, resurrection gave you, mm-hmm. you have to break bread, hmm. which is exactly what is happening in the Old Testament. It's not just altars and shed blood, but it's tables. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. And the tables play a key role. Mm-hmm. That's good. If you're going to be mm-hmm. saved and stay saved, mm-hmm. you will not stay saved without incorporating the table mm-hmm. into your into your salvation process. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking literal. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. not symbolic. When he's saying they're going house to house breaking bread, he's not speaking spiritually. Mm-hmm. They literally went house to house and ate with each other. Very good. Very good. Let's let's uh, let, let's let's segue from that into this portion, and we may we may wrap up talking about mm-hmm. that a bit more. Mm-hmm. The three Hebrew boys and Daniel mm-hmm. are put into a into a compromising position. They are renamed by uh, Belteshazzar. Mm-hmm. And 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 I've always been intrigued by this. How many before we read the, read these names know what their Hebrew names are? Mm-hmm. How, how do you know them? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's what that's what a heathen leader called them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, we can't let our identities be well. wrapped up in what they call us. Okay, that's just. That's off the record. That's yeah, just, that's just between us. Fair change. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Their true identity is Judah, Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, children of Judah, Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. Of that's course. who they are. Babylon called them something else, mm-hmm. but who they were was Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. Mm-hmm. They didn't bulk against being renamed because you can call me whatever you want to call me. I am who I am. Where they balked was when they sat at the table and they brought them out king's meat. Daniel said, whether you call me Daniel or whether you call me Hananiah or whether you call me Mishael or Azariah is really immaterial. But what you feed me and what I consume mm. will change my identity. 
So I refuse to eat at a table that will defile me. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to fuss about what you call me, but I'm not going to eat what you're trying to feed me. Call me whatever you want. That's right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they had integrity. Mm-hmm. And they said, if you'll feed us just pulse and water and put us to the test, we'll meet, we'll meet the need. Hmm. We'll pass the grade. They knew how to handle themselves at the table of a worldly system. Yes. We need a generation that knows how to establish influence Mm -hmm. in domains that are not righteous. If you cannot eat at a table without compromising your identity, you better leave that table. Yeah. There is no table. There is no pursuit Every young person that's listening to this, listen to me. Listen to me. There will be another table that will appreciate your identity. Yes. If that table is forcing you to compromise who you are, may I be excused? Mm -hmm. So good. Mm -hmm. I will not consume something at this table for a promotion that ultimately causes me to compromise who I am. Mm -hmm. There's no. There's no position. In, in, in a corporation worth it. There's no, there's no promotion that is worth it. But if you don't mind me being apostolic and eating pulse and water at this table, I think I can make a difference in this company, and I can prove it to you. Mm-hmm. Just, just try me. And you demonstrate to them that you have what it takes, and you don't need what they are eating to be on the level with them. That's right. But if they're not willing to accept it, walk away from it, God will give you another table. Mm-hmm. God will do it every time. So the takeaway there is to never eat at a table that requires you to compromise mm-hmm. who you are. Mm-hmm. Or for that matter, you never want to entertain anybody at a table right. or your table right. that forces you, Herod, to compromise who you are. Nobody at your table should be talking about your pastor. Yeah. Nobody at your table, young people, should be talking about your parents. That's right. Yeah. Your youth leaders. You want to watch who's sitting at the table. Mm-hmm. When 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 the master of the of the feast said, Come on in, man, she's all on me. The only request is that you wear the garment. Mm-hmm. Does that does that not look like a good deal to you? Pretty doable, yeah, I would say. Because even if you don't have a garment, I'll give you one. I mean, it literally costs them nothing. And he comes out, and there's a guy sitting at the table that's not wearing a garment. Yeah, there he is. Exactly. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> The best thing in the world to do is make sure that whoever is at your table of influence is wearing the right garment. That they're meeting the threshold of requirements for the master of the feast. Um, I, I think I think a good... You said... No, I'm not going to say that. Uh, no. I th- This is the first time in history I've stopped myself. I, Whoa! I was just going to say that. 
I've, Whoa. Okay, okay, never, I'm going to say I've it. I've never oh. experienced that before. Did you say... Here we go. Here you we have go. to be... You have to watch what organization sits at the table with you. Is that what you said? Oh! <laughs> See, Which we've talked about this in the Fellowship episode yeah. series way, way back. So, no, nah, I'm just... I'm just poking at you. At best, any apostolic organization needs to be maybe a placemat. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> it shouldn't be its own table. Yeah, we should be able to sit together. That's right. Should be able to have steak, maybe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. If Turkey. we're all wearing the right garment, <laughs> yes, sir. we're all making the master of the feast happy. Come over and have some turkey. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, we digress. We digress. Yeah. Everybody's kind of snickering in the audience. Right now. Yeah. They're yeah. thanking me for saying that. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, Jesus is uh, our perfect example. Mm-hmm. And he goes in John chapter 12 mm-hmm. over to Bethany where Lazarus had been dead and he raised him from the dead. Mm-hmm. Cool story. Mm. And they, in verse 2, they made him a supper. Yes. And Martha served. Yes. But Lazarus was one of them that sat at the table with him. Mm. Then Mary, then took Mary a pound of ointment of spikenard, very costly, anointed the feet of Jesus, wiped his feet with her hair, and the house was filled with the odor of the ointment. Then saith one of his disciples, Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, which should betray him. Why was not this ointment sold for 300 pence and given to the poor? This he said, not that he cared for the poor. He didn't care about the poor. Mm-hmm. But because he was a thief and had the bag and bear what was put therein. Then said Jesus, let her alone against the day of my burying. Hath she kept this for the poor always ye have with you. Yeah. But me, you have not always. Much people of the Jews, therefore, knew that he was there. And they came not for Jesus' sake only, but that they might see Lazarus also, whom he had raised from the dead. Anytime we think of Jesus eating supper, we think last supper. We do. Yeah. Right? So Usually. when we bump when we bump the timeline, this is one of the last suppers before the last supper. <laughs> okay. Not the last last. Yeah, yeah. Junior last. So Martha is putting on the spread. Mm-hmm. Mary is operating in the prophetic element of anointing him for his burial. The dinner guests are disciples and an ex-dead man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's the guest. Now you're sitting at the table, Judas, with a dead man. And the best thing you can come up with is complain about how much love Mary is bestowing upon the master. He raised her brother from the dead. Oh, Judas, come on, man. The best you can do is be critical of the extreme act of her devotion and worship. Mm -hmm. Don't you think at that moment that it would have been pretty neat if all the disciples would have joined hands and started singing Come By Ya, mm-hmm. or, or at least joining in on Mary's worship moment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's how one wrong person at the table 
can swing it. Mary wasn't even at the table. Judas is at the table. Mm-hmm. Are you ready for this now? Judas wouldn't worship at this table. And when you won't worship at one table, you'll betray at another. Oh. Wow. Wow. Mm-hmm. If you're critical of the devotion at one table, you'll be the first to betray at another one. So when you come to the table of the Lord and you will not engage in worship, you will probably go home and sit at another table and betray. Yeah. But those that continually come to the Lord's table and worship him for what he has done and who he is are a lot less inclined to go to another table and betray. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Oof, man. And so I think. <laughs> let, let me let me uh, let me say this as it pertains to outreach. Okay, let's reach back to the importance of eating mm-hmm. together as a church. I, I, the the events at your church are not extracurricular to your salvation. Mm-hmm. The 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 dinners at your church trying to help fair. yeah trying to help our pastors out here. Mm-hmm. You need to attend them. Mm-hmm. You need to be at the youth functions. Mm-hmm. You need to be at whatever's going on in your church, not just when the preacher's preaching. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not just the service. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. the bread mm-hmm. that you eat in fellowship at the table, plays a role in your salvation. Hmm. So they look at Jesus and they say, ah, we got a problem with you, Jesus. You eat with sinners. And they did. Right? Which is an interesting thing because that is exactly where he took Zacchaeus. Yeah. To introduce him to salvation. Let's go eat. Let's go eat. Yeah. Let's go eat mm. at your house. Mm. So Jesus had a whole lot less problems with the sinners at the table than he did the disciples. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. I was just going to say, when you look at all the outbursts at tables, it, it weren't Ab- those people. <laughs> absolutely. It was the Pharisees. It was oh, Simon. Man. It was Judas. It was, right? Whenever he'd get a sinner at the table, he'd convert them. Mm-hmm. I think this is one of the, <clears throat> one of the leading... One of the leading examples that we should emulate in evangelism. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Knock on the doors, run your buses, do it all. Do it all. How about inviting your neighbor over for dinner? Mm-hmm. Yep. Sit down at the coffee shop with them. Get on their level. Find them. Talk about their job. Mm-hmm. Learn about their family. Find out that their grandmother's dying in a, in, 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 with cancer in some hospital. Mm-hmm. Tell her you're gonna pr- tell them you're gonna pray for them. Let them know that you care for them on this level. Mm-hmm. I want to tell you, you can introduce them to the table of the Lord by bringing them to your table. That's right, for sure. Right. Sure. They're going to be a lot more 
prone to go to the table of the Lord mm-hmm. when you've taken the time to bring them to your table. Mm. And then when they come to the table of the Lord and they witness a church that is gathered together, not multiple tables throughout the temple, and not this little group over here that won't talk to this group. Not a, no, no. Everybody's no, eating at One this. table. That's right. Mm-hmm. One table. Mm-hmm. Not worshiping at one table and betraying at another and mm. backstabbing at another and uh, jockeying for positions at another. And who's going to be the greatest? Can you imagine having that discussion at the Last Supper? When Jesus tells you, I'm fixing to make the ultimate sacrifice. And, and your response at that moment, disciples, is who's, who, who's going to get your seat at the table when you're gone? Yep. Who's going to be the greatest? But when they come from your table and they sit at the table of the Lord and they see the harmony and they feel the presence of God as you pull up to the table, mm-hmm. it's an evangelism technique that works. It absolutely works. And guess what? The beauty of it is is that when it's all over, we're going to wrap this thing up at a table. That's right. That's right. It's going to be the marriage supper of the Lamb. Church in the sky has a table in it. It sure enough does. Mm-hmm. But you're not going to make it to that table mm-hmm. without coming to this one. Mm-hmm. And you won't stay at the table of the Lord if you don't break bread with each other. Come on, apostolics. Let's gather around the table. Let's fellowship with Let's fellowship at the table of the Lord, and I'll see you at the marriage supper.